So this is our third time trying to start this, because uh, we can't stop sneezing, we can't wake up. What's going on, guys? Monday, man. It's, it's Monday. Monday. And it's Monday morning. We are recording early. Monday morning. It's not sunny out, cloudy, groggy. Like... The gra- I feel like every single person in America cut their grass for the first time this weekend. Yeah. Well, I don't know about first time. That's kind of late. Yeah, I know, but it, it just feels like my allergies are killing yeah, me this past weekend. There's just a lot of pollen in the air. And then I feel like when we record this show, for some reason, there's a guy mowing the grass all right the time. outside oh, of here. All the time. I think he also mows the grass on Mondays and Wednesdays <laughs> when we record. Yeah, exactly. I see At least I'm convinced. But I, I've had allergies for a month. I mean, you've seen, if you yeah. look back at the videos we've posted. I think you sneeze in every single one of them. You sneeze, yeah. constantly like sniffling and everything. It's just not good. Well, hopefully this podcast will be good. And we'll get started right now. Way up, way up we go. Been up and down that road. Way up, way up, oh no. We gon' burn the whole house down. Watch me stand in the light. You're only serving lies. You got something to hide. We gon' burn the whole house down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Underpaid and Overrated. I'm Noah Hiles. I'm Michael Garr. And I'm Tony Harpel. And fellas, since we have last spoke to our wonderful audience, a lot has gone down in controversy in the world of sports. So we're going to debate which one was a worse look, I guess. We'll start with uh, Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals. This is kind of in the past. You know, two games have been played since this, but the San Jose Sharks took a 3 or a 2-1 lead over the Blues, I believe it was on Wednesday or Thursday night, overtime, puck right in front of the net, uh, Sharks forward, smacks the puck out of midair, clear hand pass right through center ice, and ends up going to Carlson, Carlson puts it away for the goal, game winner, Um, both teams kind of knew it was uh, a shaky goal, a sketchy goal, but the way the NHL replay is you can't reverse it. So the Sharks win on that. They they steal a road win. They went up in the series at that time 2-1. And uh, the NHL, the officials stand on the ice, look at the replay, and then make no announcement and just skate off for the end of the, the Bunch game. Bunch of cowards. Bunch of cowards. I agree. So that was the first thing that happened. And then the other bad look I thought of this week was Saturday, Cubs Nationals, in the ninth inning of a game where the Cubs are down by three, manager Joe Madden for the Chicago Cubs, a guy who is no stranger to being a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. uh, protests the game, an active protest, something that rarely happens in, in any sport, especially baseball, because he was claiming Nationals closer Sean Doolittle was putting his foot down in the middle of his windup, pausing his windup, and it's a rule that had been enforced earlier in the year on Cubs reliever Carl Edwards Jr., who sounds like a NASCAR driver, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they enforced it on him, so Joe Madden came out and protested the game, and it made a whole bunch of headlines and storylines. It was a weird time to just protest the game. Uh, I guess we'll get into all of that as we start this debate. I'll start with uh, Ugar. What's a worse look? Having a playoff game end on a shaky call or having a manager just protest a game and seeing how the league handles it so poorly? It's obviously the NHL. Uh, The MLB, I mean, I think Joe Madden, like you said, can be a pain in the ass at times, but he claims, and I believe him, that he was told this specific rule, and all he's doing out there is defending his guy. And if he sees, or if he thinks he sees another guy doing what his t- uh, what one of his players was called out on, then I would have no problem with my manager, you know, doing the same thing. I think it's a right move. Yeah, it's kind of annoying and, you know, it slows down the game and everything, but there's nothing wrong with that. This NHL hand pass thing is really bad. It just is just another chapter in the long book of uh, crappy NHL playoff officiating. I mean, it's year after year where the – officiating in the in the NHL is just so inconsistent. And I wish they would figure it out, but they never will. And this is a Western Conference Finals game, and luckily for the Blues, they've managed to come back and actually take the lead. But 
you know, game three, that's a big game three when you're tied 1-1, and mm-hmm. especially on a clear illegal play. And I think, you know, you look at the video, Carlson, he even was... When he scored, he, yeah, was, he was kind of waiting for it to be waved off. Yeah. I mean, everyone knew. Everyone knew. And it's just, so it's clearly in NA, the NHL uh, with the worst look here. I'm, I'm going to agree with Gar uh, with the NHL. Also, because it's a, a playoff game. This was a regular season game for the MLB, um, and it was just Joe Madden being Joe Madden, kind of. He had somewhat of an argument, but um, like I said, it's the regular season compared to a playoff game, Game 3, Western Conference Finals, and you don't see an, like a blatant call like that, uh, and you can't review it, which is even worse. So you don't. You have a whole crew who doesn't see the hand pass, which I don't and then get. you, you like, can't why, even look at it, you but you can it? look at yeah. other... Other you could type. stare. You could stare at an offsides play. You know, by yeah. The, if there was a goal, you could stare at an offsides play. But like, since there's minutes. every goal should be reviewed. Every single yeah. goal. It's just like a touchdown in football. They review it. It takes thirty seconds. There's a touchdown. They immediately look at it. Everything's okay. All right, let's move on. They should do that with every goal. Um, but to add some salt on the wound, uh, the shark like the NHL said after the game, like, yeah, this was we were wrong, like we made the wrong call. The officiating crew isn't allowed to officiate. suspended yeah, for the remainder of the year. Yeah, remainder of the year. They're not gonna be officiating yeah. any of the games. Um, but they still credited Timo Meyer with an assist. With the hand with the hand yeah. pass. So obviously the first the two passes yeah. before the goal mm-hmm. you can get an assist. He was they he hand passed it to another guy who passed yeah. it to Car- Carlson and they credited Timo Meyer with an assist after saying they were wrong and that wasn't that was a hand pass and that was illegal. So that's just make the NHL making it even more confusing than it already is. Um, so it's definitely a way worse look for the NHL than the MLB. Um, I, I always like to play devil's advocate. I'm going to try to do that here. So my case for why it would be a worse look for the MLB is when you have guys like Joe Madden in your league trying to win games on Bush League stuff like this. I, I get that Doolittle, he can't control when Doolittle's on the mound, but it just looks really bad in the ninth inning of a game that you're down by three runs to come out multiple times, and, and that's when you start to complain. I think that Madden knew damn well. I mean, they dropped the protest. Madden right there, he was just trying to get in no pitcher's head. He was just trying to rattle Doolittle and make him think. He was nothing more than what, you know, Brad Marchand is when he's, like, licking guys in the face. I think he had a legitimate gripe. I don't think he did at all. And I don't, I mean, I think that he, he's been waiting. I do think that Madden is a guy who has been waiting to see anyone do that. Ever since they enforced that on Edwards, he has been watching every single pitcher just waiting for someone to have their foot come close to the ground. And it's just a bad look for baseball, I think, to have like something that stupid interrupt a game in the ninth inning. You hear, you know, the big complaints are, you know, there's there's the game's too slow as it is. There's too much interruption of the action. There's not enough continued action. And when you're interrupting it to debate if a guy's toe touches the ground or not, and your argument is, yeah, it's worse for the NHL to mess up on the playoffs, but this guy's causing a big stink out of one game out of 162, and he's doing this. I think that's, in a way, more pathetic. The NHL should be embarrassed that they, they made this mistake, and I think the more embarrassing part of it is they've done nothing to fix the mistake aside from punishing the officials, who are clearly in the wrong. I don't understand how, what are there, three officials in hockey? No, four. Four? four. Yeah. Okay, there are four, and two you can't. Two, you yeah. can't tell me that one of them did not have their eye on the puck. I, I I get that. Like you may two two of the guys in the back, the linesman, they're you know maybe looking at other things, but for no one to see that when the whole arena noticed it, when a lot of people watching it live saw it, when everyone on the ice saw it, that's bad enough. But the NHL has a history of changing things. Immediately, I remember Sean Avery stood in front of Marty Brodeur and was waving his stick, mm-hmm. distracting yeah, but him. This was already a rule. Like, no, 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 no. They, made, they the made that a rule twelve hours after he did that. Sean Avery? Yes. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the hand pass. No, but hand pass what I'm yeah. saying is they could have made a rule that you can reverse, you can replay that kind of stuff. If you can create a rule called the Sean Avery rule for blocking a defender and creating a, a an obscene 
obstruction Something in front of the net never happens in hockey yeah that, that literally time. happened once yeah. you but, can you can create a rule to enhance your replay for the biggest games of the season that way a team like the sharks who i'm i'm pulling for this postseason but they got a call in the vegas series that yeah. legitimately changed yeah. the entire the path series, of the yeah. playoffs yeah that call, I mean, you could say Vegas shouldn't have allowed all those shorthanded goals. They Still. clearly shouldn't have, but it they should shouldn't have. have that, yeah, they should have only allowed one because it yeah. wasn't a major. I feel like the Sharks got a couple calls in against Colorado as well. Nothing as blatant as the one they got against Vegas or the one they got with the hand pass. But still, I just feel if you're constantly getting your officials run, literally run out of the sport. And they're constantly getting critiqued. The only main headlines you've seen of the NHL playoffs have been the negative things from the officials this year so far. Why would you not go out of your way to try to help them get the calls right? I just don't get that. You can review an offsides two minutes after it happened, Mm -hmm. it seems. But you can't review a game-winning goal in overtime that dictates who gets a series lead. On a blatant blatant call. Yeah. So, like... And I, I know I said this earlier, like, just review every goal. That's the solve. And everyone says, well, that will take too much time. It really won't. You Replay is so quick. You could literally have the goal, and by the time everyone's ready and lined up at the face-off, the goal had already been reviewed, and it, it's already okay. That, and the time argument to me is so annoying because for regular season games, yeah, it's annoying because you might have people changing the channel and yeah. stuff. But... When you're reviewing a scoring play in a postseason game, they reviewed all those touchdowns in the Patriots-Chiefs game. Mm -hmm. You know, because there were some of them, the ball that hit Edelman's thumb. There was a ton of replays in that. No one was flipping the channel during those replays. Same thing for the Sharks thing here. If they were reviewing that goal to see if it's a hand pass, no one's going... No one in the stands is going, oh, another replay, an yeah. overtime. Let's oh, this leave, is so annoying. Let's leave now. Let's beat the trap. Yeah. No man. one cares how long the game goes yeah. by that point. Exactly. You know, Unless it was a Penguins game, people would leave. Yeah, yeah. true. true. Yeah. But I don't know. I just It's just a tough look. I don't understand how we have so many problems with replay and professional sports. Or officiating. Um, I'm really pro, especially for baseball, I think. Baseball's got to be the first sport. Just robot umps. I know all the old school guys like the human element. I, li- I still like that. I'm one of those old school guys. I I'm not. Like I'm if not. You, if you keep the human element in, make the umps full time employees. Like all for all because I feel like that's why they're not as into it. Like these these NFL refs, they're part time employees. Yeah, but like that's. I, I just they've been like, doing it for a while. They like, have been doing it for a while, but if you, if this is your full time job and in the off season you're learning more and more about your craft. Yeah. I don't know. Don't you think it would make you a little bit more prepared? For I just don't know what they're gonna learn in the off season that makes them a better ref. I feel like they get better through experience, and those are the most experienced guys that are available. I just think that we have the technology now where we can get the call right a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Why would? Why are we wasting our time with ref? I think fifty years from now we're gonna look back and we're gonna laugh. I'm like you had freaking humans calling balls and strikes in a baseball game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, and it, it's it's. The way evolution has worked, where players, all the sports are so much faster, the athletes are stronger, in, and players in different sports like basketball, guys have adapted to be able to flop mid-shot and still make it. Yeah. And, you know, like James Harden, how can you expect a human to make a correct judgment call and that, you know, Reggie Miller wasn't doing that. Jo- yeah. Michael Jordan wasn't doing that. And I just think robot, robot officials, man. It can happen. We we can put people on the moon in 1967. We can make robot officials in two, 2019. <laughs> I like it. 1969. 19, yeah, 1969. That's right. Not 1967, but two years later. Yeah. You ever watch uh, Even Stevens? Even Stevens? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the only reason I know that. Yeah, same. And um, it, that's actually my dad's second birthday is the day that happened. Oh, really? That's why I mix those up oh, all cool. the time. So, nice. Yep. So, we move on now. That's our only sports topic today, That's pretty fine. much. But I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. So, we'll move on now to uh, Gar's favorite uh, realm of living, which is the rap world. <laughs> nice. Uh, Future, Gar, real quick, can you name one song by Future? No. Okay, no worries. <laughs> All right. I so thinking and I, I can't. That's okay. Do you know who Future is? Yeah, this was one of the guys on the list, right? 
Nope. No. Odd Future. Oh, is no, that different odd. than... Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's completely yes. Very different. different. So, know. Russell Wilson and Ciara have a kid. Yeah. Or, there's a kid. Ciara had a kid. They're married, and Ciara already had a child. With Future. With, with Future. future. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that pissed Future off. Future hates Russell Wilson. Oh, yes. Wow. Okay. Because Russell Wilson takes care of Future's kid while... He... Wow. And Russell Wilson is, like, the perfect That'd stepdad. That'd be the perfect... Like, the nerdy yeah. ass. Yeah. Like... Seems like very We're nice, not gonna have sex till marriage. And, like... Yeah. <laughs> and, like... Yeah. like yeah. And she, like, dated a rapper and had a kid with him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> so... Damn. He's literally... You ever see Daddy's Home with Will Ferrell? This is what he looks like. Oh, shit. That's Future. Yeah. Oh, so... I don't like that. Looks like a good father to me because he got his son... <laughs> Russell Wilson seems so clean cut and... Who's... Mr. His, Rogers-esque. Yes. So Future's son is also named Future, I believe. And <laughs> he got... You know, that name's getting too common. Let me tell you something. I Are you trying I, to make I'm, a rap reference I'm, right now? No. Okay. I, I, got, I, I, got I know that. Common's a rapper, but I'm just being... It's like, it's getting up there with John... Future and Ben. Future is, yeah, future. is with John. It's, it's just yeah. No way. I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of it. Nah. John is way more yeah. common than the name. I think, I think I he's know. fucking with you, Tony. Totally. Okay, okay. I was gonna yeah. say. Holy crap! I was not <laughs> catching that. All right. Anyway. So anyway, Future. It's like I only know two people. Got his future. son, baby Future, who I looked like he was turning like five or six. Got him a Rolex. Uh, for his birthday, and the the video is perfect. Uh, the kid just opens it up and is like, "Thanks, Dad." Like he has no idea <laughs> yeah. what this is. So I guess my question was, "Can you play the clip?" Yeah, well, that? I'll I'll just insert the, just to hear the tone. Yeah, just so. Just the whole thing is just... This tone, this kid's tone is basically, I don't even know what a watch is. And he shouldn't. He's three. He doesn't know how to tell time. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know Rolex or anything like that. Yeah, like it's just a clear okay I'm just gonna be polite I'm learning my please and thank and he goes in and, and like thanks. grabs it and out of the know, box like whatever this is like such a stereotypical thing where it's like like the kid is being raised by like two parents who genuinely care for him with sure. Russell and Sierra yeah. and then like the bad news stepdad <laughs> rolls in probably blasting his own album has no idea what this walks kid wants in. yeah like hey right little here. man come over here <laughs> give your dad a hug he like looks at his mom she's like just go do just it do like, I really it. don't want to and then he's like it. I got you I got you a Rolex like next year I guarantee he's gonna be How like hookers oh like 10 years I mean it's insane see I don't have a problem with like if you're that rich like like you can spoil your kid and have like right. a whole well, bunch sure. uh, put a lot of money into presents but this is just like the most inappropriate like yeah. gift like a Rolex like 10 grand if you're gonna give 10 grand $10,000 worth of presents to a little kid under like 7 years old yeah. get him like a freaking horse or get him a, 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 like one of those decked out little cars that yeah. like go around the yard. You can get like Escalade ones yeah. that are yeah. worth ten grand. Or just anything. He would like, like that a lot more than Iron a Man watch. for a day. Yeah. You know, like yeah, do any. Uh, like you could have put inside of that box. You could have gotten a Happy Meal plastic watch from McDonald's and yeah. put it in there, and you would have said Happy Birthday, and he would have went. Thanks, yeah, and literally well, done the same I thing. I remember I got walkie-talkie watches one year for my birthday. And I I was legitimately excited because, like, you know, no one had cell phones when you were seven back yeah, then. So, yeah. like, you could use the walkie-talkie. We'd play spies in my backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so much fun. But this reminded me of two movie scenes. Both of them are some of my favorite scenes of all time. One is Billy Madison where they have the pinata, and the kid busts it open. He goes, wow, a Rolex. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> and the other one is in old school, where Will Ferrell's character keeps trying to re-gift the toaster oven that he got for his wedding. He's at the little kid's birthday. He's like five, and he opens it up, and he's like, yay, Will Ferrell is. Well, also and he's like, it's got three speeds. Like trying to talk it up. Everyone's like, what the hell's wrong with you? There's also a tweet, and this shows kids' innocence. I forgot about it. I haven't so, been in school in a long time. There, I gotta see that again. There's a tweet <laughs> with like a kid. He's gifted an, an avocado. He gets the avocado, <laughs> yes. and he goes, an avocado. Thanks. Yeah. He's so happy. Yeah. And right when I watch the future video, I think of the same exact thing. Like this kid. He sees an avocado and like, what is he gonna do with that thing? He was just happy he got a gift. 
That's how yeah. future son is. Yeah. I got the audio from old school here. I guess we could open just Uncle Frank's, but we gotta wait for the others, all right? I don't, I don't want know. This to start off. Hey, <laughs> Rip it up. Go at it there. What is it? What could it be? Could it be a spaceship? Yeah. What do you think, Max? Huh? It's got three speeds. I, that's one of my favorite scenes. And then he falls in the pool the next scene, and that's even better. Uh, so I guess we'll wrap this uh, subject up by talking about what is the most awkward gift experience that you have ever seen? It could be a gift someone gave to you. It could be a gift that you gave to someone, or it could be a gift that you saw someone give someone else. And it just, like, what was the future gift move? Um... I can start if you guys want. Uh, there was one Christmas where my grandma, and if my grandma is listening to this, I, I, I love the slippers. They're actually like somewhere around my apartment. I wear them all the time. But there's the one Christmas where my grandma got every single person in our family the exact same pair of slippers. <laughs> and that was like all. And so the way our family, like, like, my cousins and every, my extended family, when we get together for Christmas, we go around in a circle and take turns opening gifts. And it was just so funny because, like, everyone... And they were all in, like, different sized boxes and yeah, stuff, too. Yeah. So, like, it's like, what could this be? Oh, it's a pair of Banana Republic slippers. Thanks, Grandma. And, like, yeah. after, like, the sixth person, it just got to the point where, like, these little kids are like, I don't even want to open this. And, it, like, and, like, it wasn't that we didn't... Appre- I, every single one of us, I'm pretty sure, wears them regularly. Uh, but it was just, like, the was anticipation yeah. was just it's gone because we were yeah. like, yeah. I know what this is. Yeah. Um, there was that and another time, and this shows, like, how much times have changed. In a, uh, the Christmas gift exchange in sixth grade, our, our elementary school had, um, it was like a white elephant thing, and I ended up winning a Nerf gun. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine nice. that in a school now? Big time. Uh, and our principal came in, like, after the gift exchange and was talking about his tie, and my friends were like, I dare you to shoot him, you won't do it. And I shot him right in the neck with a Nerf dart, like a Nerf gun, and it stuck him right in the neck, like it stuck on him. And he just picked it off, and he said, that is inappropriate, Mr. (laughs) Hiles, and stormed out angry. So that would be my other awkward gift moment. It just was probably just a bad idea to have that in school in general. Gar, you got any bad gifts? No, well, I mean, just, uh, I have, like, a distant aunt uh, who every year uh, for the longest time would give us, um, you know, it was the thought that counts and everything, but she'd give us, like new um like luggage and stuff like that at the age of like 12 and 13 like here's a you know here's a giant under armor bag so you can you know pack your stuff in a new way i mean just and it was some like you didn't even meet this aunt like she never she was too far away to actually uh-huh. spend christmas with with, yeah. with us but she'd always send us gifts and some of them were good but some of them were just like we're like 12 years old and it's just kind of like whatever so you kind of shake it off but uh, nothing as extreme as, as a this. Rolex when yeah, you're seven. Rolex when you're seven. Tony. Yeah. So as long like my grandmother, there's like a running joke every Christmas. She has these. We call them loop gifts. Mm-hmm. So um, she gets for all the guys in the family. She pretty much gets the same exact presents, mm-hmm. but and doesn't like your grandma wraps them differently. They're all wrapped the same. Mm-hmm. So. The whole thing is it's like a strategy within like my uncles and my dad and me and then my aunts, my sister and my mom. It's a strategy on how we open it because if my dad's opening a present that I have the same one, it looks exactly the same, I'm not going to open that one because I already know what it is. Mm-hmm. I have to go after another one to see what it is. So yeah, like, yeah. I, I, so I'm surprised because like you said, after you open, you see three people open slippers, you know you're going to get slippers. I don't even want to open this anymore. Yeah. So like the whole thing is, there's like a strategy now in opening Christmas presents at our house uh-huh. to see like, you know, okay, I want to open this one because you guys haven't opened this one yet. And one year, specifically, if we're talking about specific presents, I opened a present, it was a calendar, um, and it was of... A, Three years before. It was like, I think I opened it in like 2016, and it was a 2013 calendar for my grandmother. 
And I just I just said thanks, kind of like that kid did, like, oh thanks. wow, a calendar. Thanks. thanks. And then <laughs> like let ago. my family know later that yeah, this is a calendar from three years ago. Yeah. So oh, that's actually funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Grandma, that's pretty good. Grandmothers are they're amazing. They really the, are. Their present picking is just very interesting. Overall, their gifts are much more thoughtful than future. Yes. Uh, who yeah. simply yeah. just was yeah. like, I bought I bought my homie a Rolex, I'm gonna get my little homie a Rolex. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead serious, like that kid's gonna get like a Ferrari like next year and probably like a well, couple, if he's, couple if he's strippers. he's smart enough to not throw like that watch like I'm down sh- the drain or something, then he's gonna be sad. You know, Russell <laughs> Wilson sold that yeah, and is like, let me buy you some stock in Amazon with he, the profits yeah. from this watch. <laughs> 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 we'll check your three quarter margins and they'll be wonderful. It'll be so much yeah. fun. He probably dude, imagine like going back from like, in, like a bow tie, yeah, like son, step over here. Like uh, imagine like just that kid coming back from like. Future's house for like the one weekend a month he's allowed to have them, yeah, and he's yeah. like, Russell, <laughs> why did daddy pop champagne on titties? Like, what? <laughs> what's Molly and Percocet? <laughs> like, <laughs> why does daddy always talk about that? Uh, all right, Russell so, dials the, his still his house phone, he still has one of those house phones, and yeah. He's like, future, we Hi, talk. Uh, future, <laughs> this is Russell, Mr. Future. Can yeah. we talk? Hey, buddy, future, uh. Hate to be this guy, but uh, could you please not, you know, yeah. have threesomes in front of your kid? Not my kid, your kid, but <laughs> just little future was telling me, um, you know. <laughs> but So we'll move on now to uh, our final Game of Thrones recap of all time. I'm excited for I this to be done. I remember you. But about will you remember me? All right, so... Um, as someone who started watching this show consistently, literally... Six weeks ago. Six weeks ago. The, <laughs> the first episode of season eight. I feel like I actually have a pretty good idea of the entire concept because I've done so much research on it. I actually listened to like a couple Game of Thrones podcasts and it's just so big in pop culture. I mean, Pony and Muller talk about it on 93.7 The Fan. Yeah. I, Multiple shows on like Barstool and The Ringer, and Everyone talks about yeah, every that. single person, yeah. sports, entertainment, whatever it is, they have some kind of coverage on it because it's it's so big. With you and though, it's a little different because I try. Every, to, everyone talks about how great the first six seasons were, or seven how, seasons, first seven seasons yeah. were, and how this last season is just like all thrown together. And you kind of jumped in when this last season is being all. And the thrown way together. I equate it to, it's like you could watch Avengers. And enjoy the movie, and even if you didn't watch like all the Iron Man, the Captain yeah. America, the Thor, you might not be able to understand some subplots. But like, if you just read a little bit, like on Wikipedia, like, oh, well, who's this Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. And like, figure out that like you could still enjoy those movies. And I know like the hardcore nerds are like have watched all twenty three Marvel movies or whatever. They're shaking in their boots with me saying that. <laughs> but like, that's the truth. Yeah. You can you can miss a couple. And that's how I kind of looked at it with this Game of Thrones. It's such a big thing that. I, I wanted to be a part of it at the end, and the episodes are so long. They're like an hour and a half, basically. I look at it, it's like I'm just watching a movie. Every yeah. every Sunday every at 9 Sunday o'clock, night. I'm watching a movie, yeah. and I can I go back and yeah. find out anything I need to know about any character. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, gauging from what I gathered on this season and from what the general public seems to think on social media and all the media outlets... A lot of people did not like this season. They did not like how it ended. They did not like how the whole story was told out. Me personally, I think as you know, a completely unbiased person who did not fall in love with the show over a decade, I think on paper the ending isn't terrible, which we'll get into. I just think it seemed very rushed. I I when I'm sitting here thinking, wow, they probably could have explained this a bit more. For people who have spent the last ten years really just diving into this storyline and connecting with these characters just to have it all rushed in six episodes I think is a little bit of a smack in the face and that's how people felt so so you understand why people are pissed I do I do I I think that some people are just pissed because it didn't go how they envisioned it going and there was so much space in between the end of season seven and the start of season eight I mean like it was over a year so everyone's thinking of their own theories and people got married to these ideas that never really had a chance because it was. And it's also frustrating because these last two seasons, 
were were wrote written, excuse me, by two people who did not write the books. I mean, George R. R. Martin was the guy who wrote the books and mm-hmm. he just stopped writing. Yeah. And so the shows got so popular they're like, Hey, you gonna do this? And this guy clearly is just crumbling under the pressure. He's like, I can't finish this story. Why'd he stop? He just Basically, I th- I mean, he just claims, he's like, I'm just not done yet. But he just claims that, like, you know, he's not done, but everyone basically thinks it's like this dude just can't have the ending. Like, it's become too big, and now he just has the pressure of, like, I'll never be able to meet the expectations of how many fans there are of these books. Like, everyone will have a problem with it because the hype has become so large. So he's just pretty much just waiting to die, and he's just prolonging this. So the show writers are like, we're not waiting for you. We're doing this on our own. And you could see that... So the last two seasons are not based off of the book. Yeah, it'd be not- like if Harry Potter... If J.R. J.K. Rowling didn't write the final Harry Potter book... And they, did and the they made all the movies... And they're like, are you writing this last book? And she's like, I just... I, I'm not ready yet. Wow. And they're like, well, we have this these rights. Like, people are waiting. Uh-huh. And they just made the movie without. Wow. So that's why I think there's so much chaos going on. So I'll break down what happened in the episode now. We pick up right after uh, Daenerys went on her dragon. She turned into, you know, evil basically and slaughtered a whole bunch of innocent women and children and people, troops who were surrendering and burned down a whole village. So you pick up and there's no more spoilers. The show's over, so I don't care if I'm spoiling it for you or not. Everyone's walking through, like, the survivors, and, like, the the good guys are walking through, and they're just looking at, like, the rubble and the dust and the destroyed, beautiful city, and they're just like, what the hell did we just do? Like, I cannot believe we just did this. And, you know, Peter Dinklage's character, Tyrion, uh, he finds, like, his siblings who were killed in in the melee. You You see people, like, stumbling upon, like, burnt corpses of, like, five-year-old girls and stuff it's like really bad and uh peter dinklage's character Tyrion, he confronts the queen who is the queen the mother of dragons Daenerys, the blonde chick uh and he like says like that was fucked up what you did i want nothing to do with you anymore and he like throws he was like her right hand man he like throws his pin down the stairs he's like i'm done i don't want anything she's like throw him in jail then like like, we're going to kill you then, because if you're not with me, you're against me. She's like, it had to be done. Like I, And she's, like, keeping this motto, this, this, this rhetoric, like, we're trying to free everyone. We're trying to free everyone. And these people, like, I gave them a chance to surrender. They cut my friend's head off, so we had to do this. And, like, the whole army's in on it. And so she throws this dude in jail. Jon Snow, the main guy, you know, the bastard son, blah, blah, blah. He meets up with Tyrion in jail, visits him, and he was like, yo, you gotta kill this lady. You gotta kill her, because she's just gonna keep doing this. She's out of control. She's mad for power. I know you love her. And he's like, that's the, that's the queen. I can't do that. And he's like, she's not the queen. You're actually the rightful heir for the throne. You know that. I know that. You have to do it. So there's this scene where she's walking up to the Iron Throne. The, the whole point of the show is to sit on the Iron Throne and she's walking up to it. She's about to sit on it. Basically, like, she'll be the ruler of everything. And Jon Snow walks in. She's like, hey, good to see you. Like, real happy. Uh, and, like, these people, you know, these two have been banging. And they found out their nephew and aunt. And it's kind of weird. And there's the power struggle on top of it. And she's, like, happy. She's like, can you believe it? Like, I finally did it. And he's just like, that was kind of fucked up what you did. And she walks up to him, and she was like, just just forget I did that. Like, we can rule together now that, like, we took out the bad people. I'll, I'll change. I'll be good. I'm in control. And she's like, will you join me? And he was like, yeah. And they start kissing. And as soon as they start kissing, my internet freezes. <gasps> internet freezes. I have my best friend, Tom, watching it with me here. My dad's here. We're all watching it. And the internet freezes. We have no idea what's happening. And while it froze, I had to, you know, get my Amazon Fire Stick, start watching it through that on my TV in my room. I brought that in here. So what turned out to happen during that kiss is he pulled out a dagger and stabbed her in the stomach and killed her. 
What a miss. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, we rewrought, we rewatched yeah, it. Yeah. So like, but yeah, he stabs her and kills her. The mother of dragons, the queen, just assassinates her. Mid kiss. She dies. He's standing there, like, and he's distraught. Like, he loved this lady, and, like... That was his aunt. It was his aunt, it was his <laughs> girlfriend, and it was his queen, and he did it, and he was like, well, I'm probably gonna die now, because I just did this. But it was what he had to do, and then all of a sudden, as soon as, soon as he does this, this big-ass dragon flies up over top of him, the one living dragon, and you're like, oh, no. Like, that dude just killed his mom, and he, like, goes up, sees that she's dead, and he, like, starts to breathe his fire... And he doesn't shoot Jon Snow, he shoots the Iron Throne and melts it. And basically, people got pissed over this, I kind of like this. The dragon realized, Jon Snow, while he did stab his mom, his mom died because she's a power-hungry, crazy person. And everyone killed everyone for over that stupid throne. And he just melted it to the ground, said, like, no one gets the throne. Yeah. Like, I'm tired, he's like, I just burned down a whole city, you just killed my mom... Like, everyone's dying over this stupid throne. It's gone. So he melts it to the ground. The dragon picks up his mom's dead body and flies away, and that's the last we see him. Wow. And the dragon's siblings are dead. His mom's dead. I don't know what he's going to do. He's the last dragon on Earth. Very sad. Uh, but that was it. So then we cut to the future. And I don't... This is where people got really pissed. You just cut to the future. It was, like, snowing. And they were in King, they were in King's Landing. They were far away. All of a sudden, they're just they're back to the original spot, the North. And it's summertime. They're all they're having this meeting, and like people are acknowledging the fact that the Queen was assassinated, but like there's not an outrage. And meanwhile, like this these the whole army just rallied to burn down an entire city for this bitch, but they're like. Well, you got her. Like, that's a damn shame. That guy's a real dick, what he did. And <laughs> so, like, he's in jail, and they said, like, they're punishing him, jail for life or whatever. They're Jon Snow. Jon Snow. And they have Tyrion. He's also in custody, still from betraying the queen. And they have, like, a hear. They're having a hearing for him, and they're all talking. And the hearing for Tyrion turns into a debate as to... He's like, well, you can't punish me without a king or a queen. Like, that's not how it works. And they're like, well, we don't have a king or a queen. He's like, well, you guys should probably pick one. You know, you're the most powerful people left on Earth. So it just turns into this whole debate. Like, a prisoner is basically telling them, yeah, pick a king or queen so they can sentence me to my punishment. And the debate turns in, Sam, the guy who I called a bitch in the beginning or whatever, he's like, what if we made a democracy? And everyone voted, and everyone just laughed at him. And <laughs> they all give their, their debate. And at the end, it's the prisoner, Tyrion, who nominates the king. He just says, you know who should be the king is Bran. The kid in the wheelchair who does nothing, this big turd. And, uh, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, that's a good idea. So this guy who was literally going there to be sentenced to either death or like life in prison convinces them to nominate a king that he likes, and he ends up being the king's hand. So out of all this. Of he, gets, he gets out of jail, yes. What about and, Jon Snow? Well, so everyone's pissed about... Oh, there are some people who really wanted it, but then he, like, builds a case. He's like... Uh, his sister, Sansa, who really wanted to be the queen... She's married to Joe Jonas in real life. Ultimate burn in front of everyone. She just goes, Yo, this dude's dick doesn't work. Like, <laughs> she just said, like, He can't have kids. How can he be the king? And they're like, That's exactly why he should be the king, because, like, we've seen in the past, like... Kings have had kids, and they turn out to be assholes, and they just slaughter everybody, and they're power-hungry, and they grow up to be spoiled brats. It's like, this guy can't have king kids. So from now on, the king will be elected on merit and ability, not because of lineage. And everyone's like... And Sansa basically was like, well, I'm still ruling the North. Like, this is my... And they're like, you know what? Fine, bitch. Like, you can have the North. He'll just take over everything. You guys can be your little independent... You could be Notre Dame, and you're not... <laughs> you could be independent and have your stupid schedule and play USC and Michigan and Pitt and all that. Uh, but yeah, they just let this kid in a wheelchair who got pushed out of a window in the first episode for wa walking in on a brother and sister banging. And then he became a psychic who can control animals and look into the future. This weird introvert with a Billie Jean King haircut... They just put him in the most powerful position ever with no leadership experience or anything. And he's the king. And this was decided in a jury. Like, a jury 
uh, a court hearing to punish someone. And the person on trial was the one who basically elected him to be what king. What the heck? Yeah, so a lot of people were pissed about that. So then they say for Jon Snow, they say a lot of people want him dead. We're going to send him back to the Wall, which is where he was. He was sentenced in episode, like the first season. The Wall was originally used to keep the White Walkers out, where all the White Walkers are dead now. So it's basically like a prison where you just make everyone, everyone soldiers. And they just send him back there. He says his goodbyes to his family, and he just goes there. He pets the wolf that he didn't pet earlier in the season. Um, I don't even know what else to say. My dad fell asleep. He's read all the books and watched every episode. Yeah. He fell asleep at the end of this because oh, it was so anticlimactic. Wow, and, like, really? everyone, like, Arya ended up being, like, a, a sailor and, like, you know, like, leading, like, fleets and everything, exploring new areas. Sansa ruled the north, and uh, Bran became the king of, of, you know, maybe they made him an iron wheelchair, I don't know. Uh, and they just, yeah, it was... So they really screwed up. They butchered the end of it. Yeah, everyone... I just think feel like Bran was, like, the like no one wanted Bran to win just because he was such a weirdo this whole season. But I guess it's kind of cool that, like, the kid who in the first episode was literally, like, handicapped. Mm-hmm. And you thought he was going to be dead for sure, ends up being the ultimate wise man and rules the kingdom now. Uh, but I don't know, man. It just, like, there weren't a lot... Oh, and then, like, the... One lady rewrote the history books, Brianna Tarth, and it was just, it was just, uh, could have been longer, could have been more detailed. You never found out. A lot of people were upset about, like, why, like, how quick Daenerys changed. A lot of people were upset about, like, we never found out about the Night King, and a lot of people were upset about a lot of things. But yeah, that's Game of Thrones. So, there's a petition signed by over 50,000 people to redo the final season now. I heard it was over, like, 300,000. Yeah, it might be after last night, so... Well, what's going to happen is the writer... The writer is going to watch this last season and be like, fuck this, this is not what I wanted. He's going to write the book, and then... HBO's going to be like, alright, now we got to do this better, and then they're just going to make a whole new final season. Good. I mean, it's his fault. <laughs> like, anyone who's mad at anyone but this no, writer... No, it's the writer's fault. Yeah. He's the, you didn't I mean, finish your story, dude. Yeah, like, like, you made an amazing story, and, like, it was you the final chapter, and you crumbled. Like, the final chapter, like, I know he felt pressured to, like, make it a perfect ending, but that's almost the easiest chapter to write, I feel. Like, everything's well, coming together. Well, the thing together, is, like, he should have wrote the ending before, you know, like, multiple seasons came out. Mm-hmm. That way, like... People still hadn't been introduced to certain characters in the books yet. You didn't see certain people turn. So he could have taken it any direction. But once it got to the point where everyone was caught up, mm-hmm. it was like, well, shit, now everyone has a thought. And everyone can kind of assume, like, they can call you out and be like, that wouldn't have happened, blah, blah, blah. He kind of, he, he made his own bed. Yeah. He screwed up. I'm sorry I talked so long on this, but... It's okay. I was interested I, the whole time. I'm... <laughs> Gar wasn't. Gar's about to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't contribute. I just I have no opinion on yeah. any of this. I don't know what's going on. But you, I give you credit for jumping in at in the final season and just going for it because I don't think I could do that. No. I'd be pissed at myself, and I'd be pissed watching it. I'd be like, okay, be like what's I, that I about? Yeah, I don't know any of this. So. <laughs> I feel like I understand. Have you, yeah, done you that, do. have you done that with any other show before? Mm-hmm. Like just Game of Thrones? No, I um no, I don't think so. I, I mean, there's been times where like. I remember my freshman year of college when Breaking Bad was wrapping up. Oh. I didn't watch it live though. Like I went on Netflix and binged the whole Same, thing. That was me. And watched it all. Yeah. And uh, now, are you gonna go back and start? Are I'm, you I'm halfway watch? through season two still. Okay. I've been super busy in the last couple weeks, so sure. I haven't been able to watch it. But uh, You're, you are attempting to like try to watch the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I would like to. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm glad I actually did this the way I did because I feel like if I did. If I was super invested, I'd care a lot more. Yeah. But, like, this is over, and it's like, eh. Just, yeah. You know, it's like a movie. You know? yeah. yeah, I can casually... Yeah. I'm not really attached to anyone, uh, anything. I think it was, like, c- cinematically, like, I like the production and everything I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like, the the animation and everything was awesome. Um, I don't know. What, in your opinion, real quick, as we wrap this up, uh, best ending in TV show history? 
Breaking Bad for me. I didn't see Breaking Bad. Um, can't even think. You like how Friends ended? You like how say, Fresh? I, I couldn't finish Friends. Friends sucked. How I Met Your Mother, the ending that of that. That stunk. It was bad, but like, I just kind of like the whole, you know, the whole entire series was the and story like, of how he met. You almost have to digest endings. You almost, you can't make a judgment call right yeah. away. You almost have to let it sit mm-hmm. for a little while. Breaking then, Bad was perfect. Yeah, Breaking picture. Bad was amazing. I like Soprano's ending. Everyone gives that one shit because it like cuts the black. You don't really get... You think he's gonna get killed, and that's I've heard. Yeah, there's like I've a whole bunch of jump shots. It's like that. it's like showing the family, and then showing the daughter, and then showing this guy at the bar. Then it's showing the family. Then the daughter's like parking her car, and then it's showing the guy like at the bar, like walking in. And then it's showing the family, and then it's showing the daughter like walking towards the door, and then it shows this like guy who's like looking at him. And then like the bell keeps ringing every time the door opens, and then. It shows the family, and then the bell rings, the doors open, then just cut the black. So you just think, like, well, did they leave it as a cliffhanger, or did Tony get shot, and, like, that was his last sight was black? I thought that was a good ending. Um, I heard Seinfeld's ending stunk. I heard, you know, How I Met Your Mother's wasn't great. I, Friends was okay. Fresh Prince, where the house is empty. Oh, yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird okay ending. Office that. ending I, I thought was thought, really good. I thought the office ending was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Parks and Rec Parks, was fine. Parks and Rec got a little um, carried the office, away. The office is better. Yeah. Um, I thought Seinfeld was fine. I mean, uh, They know, just all go to jail, right? Yeah, they all yeah. just, but they're just... Really? Kind of, yeah, That's they're the all ending. In jail, they're in jail, but they're all just like casually talking, and I think that just kind of summed up like the show. Their show, so the show, show about, about nothing. nothing. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's okay. I think... Yeah, endings are tough. I think endings are tougher than fans think. Yeah. And I think maybe it's just more bitterness and sadness that it's over. I think what in endings, you, you're you wanting a conclusion for every question that you had and throughout the you, season. And I don't think you should and, expect that. You and, know, it's just like... But that's what... Because, I feel people do expect that, right. but you're not going to get that. Exactly. You should, and you, I think and that's kind of like, not to get deep, but like that's kind of how life is. Like yeah. Some people die and they don't get the answers for yeah, everything. Like right. They don't get clarity. Like... You don't get to say goodbye to everyone you want to say goodbye right. to. You don't, you know, get to accomplish all your hopes and dreams at times. And that's, like, shitty to think about and say. But, like, but it's true. But and you have to make peace with it. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, how a show ending goes. Yeah. It's And, like, I there mean, are no some one, endings where you do get that. And, yeah. But, like, not everyone gets to say that. And when you watch a show, no one's favorite season is the final season. Exactly. You know, it's the... When it's at its peak, it's always in the middle. Usually, if it's a for the most part. Usually, if it's a good least, show, yeah. the build up to it being a good show is what made it yeah. so good. So yeah, like the, ride, the fir- like the... obviously the first season is usually like character development. You're not seeing a lot of action. You gotta let it. But yeah. like in those middle chunks, the prime, yeah, yeah. The, prime the prime of that series. Like very, yeah, that... very rarely does a show become like the most popular show on TV in season one. It's always like season yeah. three through season five. Or where you get, like, those classic episodes, I'm the one who knocks, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or, like, Stanley having a heart attack. Like, those those kind of, like, that's... Because you gotta let the character, you gotta let the actors gel together, too, and characters develop. You gotta let the characters develop, you gotta get to know the characters, and Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. I mean, I do, I do feel bad, because it seemed like a lot of people on Twitter were pissed about this. Yeah. For Game of Thrones, but at the same time, again, big picture. What, what... You're gonna remember Game of Thrones, I think, as... It seems like one of the most popular shows of all time. It was. I mean, yeah. it'll go down. It's, it's like... And maybe, yeah, the final season stunk, but you're... I think... I, I mean, maybe... I'm on the outside, so I don't know, but it, it seems like people are going to remember pe- it for being People were pissed really about good. the Sopranos yeah. ending. People were yeah. pissed about a lot of shows ending. I think, I think, I think, I think no survive. matter what they did in that hour and 20 minutes last night, the, uh, there would have been people that were mad. There yeah. would have still been a petition to get the whole season yeah. redone. Like, there would have been... No matter how... Who they put on the throne, what they did in that episode... People would have been mad. The yeah. final Rocky movie sucked. People still watch those. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch. So I guess we'll move on now to our Twitter news story of the day, which is brought to you by, of course, No Negations. No Negations is a motivational lifestyle and apparel brand. Their mission is to inspire others to achieve no matter the circumstances. It's easy to quit or give up, especially if the people around us are feeding negativity. To know, the No Negations team wants to be that positive reinforcement in your life. They offer workshops and talks to get your team, clients, and customers motivated and inspired. Their team of national and world-class athletes are energetic, impactful, motivational speakers offering insight on perseverance, team-building, fitness, and 
mindset development. So whether if you have a t-shirt, hat, polo, long sleeve shirt, crew neck, hoodie, or leggings, it should be a reminder that no matter your circumstance, you can overcome if you stay consistent. Visit their website at www.nonegations.com to order apparel and to receive more information on speaking events. Also follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nonegations. That is no, N-E-G-A-T-I-O-N-S, Nonegations. So let's get to our Twitter news story of the day. What's up, everybody? It's time for another Twitter news story of the day. So we are going to go into the health field for this one. Uh, personal hygiene. I think something that all three of us will excel at, at least. Hopefully. That's what we think of that's right now. So there's a big story right now. Apparently, people are under fire for not washing their feet or their legs. Tony, you have more on this Uh Give us the details. Yeah, so there's a real big hygiene war going on right now. Um, the The question is, do you wash your legs and feet uh, while you're in the shower? Um, so this has sparked a lot of talk here. Uh, I, I guess if we're going to give, like, my opinion on things. Well, you just give give the full thing. Okay, I'll give yeah, the full thing. And then so, we'll get your take. Uh, so this, this girl, Katie Alexander, she's from the news station that brought up this discussion. Um, she's like, do you wash your feet and legs? Uh, she admits that she doesn't usually wash the bottoms of her feet because they're already in soapy water, uh, at the bottom and B, it makes it scary slippery. And she wanted our thoughts. So there's a lot of people that go on and, you know, say, why aren't you washing everything? You should wash from head to toe every single day, no matter what, no questions asked. And there's other people saying like, no, this is like, I understand where they're coming from. Like. It is slippery when you put it on the bottom of your feet. So uh, if we're going to give our takes, yeah, so I'll, I'll jump into take. mine. Uh, I immediately had my first reaction to this was, what the heck? Like, yeah, you should always be washing. Then I thought, you know, I don't wash my legs and feet all, at all times. Like, I do most of the time. But, like, if we're, like, talking about, like, the morning shower, right when I get out of bed, I want to shower just to, like, freshen up. I'm not washing my feet and my legs because, like, I, I don't feel like they need to be washed. They weren't dirty. Now, when I go to the gym and I sweat after the gym, I'm washing every inch of my body because every inch of my body has sweat, you know, if I feel dirty. But I, I get where she's coming from. Like, there's no need to go all the way down to the feet. Your feet are standing in some soapy water. It's already being cleaned. It's like dumping uh, dishes in soapy water to clean them. I know, like, at a bar, you literally take your bar glass... You dump it in soapy water, dump it in water without soap, and that's it. That's how they clean it. So, I don't know. That That's my take on I always wash my legs uh, just because I just do. It's mm-hmm. not that – to me, it's not that hard to just reach down and you're just going all over and you just go to the legs. Uh, I don't do the bottom of the feet, though, and I really don't even do the top of the feet because, again, you're and you're standing in soapy water and water and it's just, you know – and how many people are around your feet anyway? You're wearing shoes a lot of the time. So for me, I do do the legs, but I don't do the feet. I'm a, I'm a big, definitely big legs guy. I have a lot of, I have hairy legs. Yeah. Uh, most I men do. And, and I, I, I don't know if I was, you know, if I had shaved legs. Uh, men or women shave their legs, I guess, now. Um, or maybe throughout all of time. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But if I had shaved legs, maybe I would put less of an effort into it. But I just feel like with all the hair I have on my legs, I don't know. Like, I run outside. I just, who knows what's, you know, getting caught in your leg hair, I think. And well, your legs are out in the open. Like, yes. If you're wearing shorts, especially, especially over the, the summer. summertime. Yeah. And in the wintertime when you're wearing, you know, pants, they're, they're warm, they're yeah. sweaty, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And that's, I'm a big washing of the leg guy. Uh, but the feet, I will say, yeah, the tops, I'm all, I always try to wash the top of my feet just because, um, I've had like athlete's foot, you know, back in like when I was in high school and I mean, that's not a serious thing at all. (laughs) Literally, it's just like, just put baby powder on it. Sorry, man. And, uh, it's like, yeah, but I just, that just sucked and how itchy it was and everything. So I, I, I just kind of was traumatized so by that so always that. yeah i'm always washing the tops of my feet. the bottom of my feet yeah like unless if like tony said unless you know i'm done with the workout my move actually is i just spray some soap on the bottom of the floor nice and do a little oh, bit of run in place good. well i don't know and, if people know this but the feet are attached to the leg so any soap that you scrub on the leg will most likely go down onto down the feet. feet yeah yeah i agree with and that i don't know if people know that i get that too and like here's like everyone 
Are you guys loofah guys? Washcloth guys? No, just no, bare hands? No way. I, I look at, do you use that? I'm, you, a, I'm a loofah guy. You, I, I was just about to say, I look at people differently when I, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> not girls. This girls using loofahs, whatever. Over. It's a girl thing. But guys, why, why are you using the loofah? Um, I, I have no problem with guys using loofahs, well, but what I don't. I was going to say is, the reason I use a loofah is because I feel like it cleans the lower half of my body better. I, I have an easier time washing my legs when I have a loofah, when I can just go, just, like, three straight lines, rather than with my hands, and I'm, like, lathering up my legs, like, I I, like yeah. I'm, I'm like, huh. oiling them or whatever. I could see me using it if it was, like, attached to, like, a uh, like a big brush. Get my back with yeah, it, maybe. I just, the loofah, I just think it cleans the lower half of your body much easier than just your hands. I, I normally, uh, yeah, like upper body, you know, you get your arms, your back, yeah. your underarms, whatever. Like, I don't use the loofah that much, but like, it's a lower body. I think it just, it's much easier to clean your legs and everything else on your mm-hmm. lower body. So that's, that's 90% of it. So I, I am team clean legs for anyone who's wondering and clean feet. I just think if you're getting like a freshen up shower, like this isn't a shower. Isn't every shower a freshen up I shower? See, I think every, like, like my, my shower after a workout is like, I need to clean myself. I'm dirty. I need to clean myself. My other shower, like in the morning, I don't need to clean myself. I'm not dirty. I just need to freshen myself up. I need to get my hair a little wet to, so well, I can make okay, it. So these freshen up showers that you're talking about, are these like, what are these last, like two, three minutes? They're quick. They're yeah, quick. literally like I'm, under five minutes. I don't know about you guys. I'm a long shower guy. I'm I mean, both. I'll take like yeah. the first five minutes just to let the water just hit my face. Just kind of think about I, life. Yeah. You I know, just what, what do I have going on for the day? <laughs> and then I'll start my routine. But I love showers. And I'll, I'll take a long time in a shower. I guess I take different showers based off me, of different no occasions. there's no such a short shower. Yeah, see, that's... I, I took a I short shower today. When yeah, Tony, Tony showed up and I, I was like, oh crap, I'm still... It's like mid shower. I had to like come unless, out unless I'm like in. yeah, unless I'm like just totally rushed. Yeah, I, I'm taking my time always. Loofahs uh, speed up that process and they get you cleaner. Just make sure you change them because yeah, I don't know. They're uh, not, I highly recommend yeah. loofahs. I definitely recommend wash your your legs and your feet, people. Please, <laughs> uh, guys. Any other final thoughts? Uh, I mean, that's a big I'm one. Not, I'm no matter what you guys say. I'm sticking my. My based on occasion showers. That's, and no loofahs. That's fine. All right. Be sure to check out all of our other YouTube content on our page, Underpaid and Overrated. Subscribe, share it. We've done a lot of funny stuff. We're really proud of the last one we did. Uh, it was really long. But the Know Your Co-Host video, if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, you can find that on our page that you're watching this on. So until then, we'll see you next time on YouTube. We'll get back to the podcast now. All right, so now we will move on to Tony's Two Cents. Tony, what do you got for us, man? All right, so uh, in big news, uh, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost are now engaged. Uh, Colin Jost is the weekend update guy uh, on, on, SNL. on SNL. And this is just like a big win for the average-looking white guy uh, on SNL because we have Pete Davidson, who was with... Kate Beckinsale, and Ariana Grande. And now we have Colin Jost, who's with Scarlett Johansson. So these SNL personalities are just raking in <laughs> these insane celebrities. So, I, I, I mean, I just, I guess we have to look forward. Like, that should be our, our goal, to join SNL, because we know if we yeah, become man. a part of SNL, we're going to have an extremely, extremely famous... Uh, wife, but now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, you have a I already have a girlfriend, so yeah. I wouldn't even I don't even have to worry about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I was waiting for that to come up. <laughs> well, my thing is uh, Pete Davidson, who I, I actually like. I think I love. Pete I think Davidson. he's pretty funny. I think he's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very. I think it's kind of universally known. He looks very sick all the time. Sickly, yes. Yes. Yeah, sickly, just the way, just the way he is. But nothing wrong with that. Apparently, Ariana Grande had a crush on him long before they dated, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yeah. I mean, how do you get Ariana Grande to have a crush on you? And so that's, uh, yeah. Being we, funny. Well, here's the wrong well, here's the thing. We're on the wrong business. So Pete Davidson's can be explained because, yeah, he got lucky Ariana Grande had a crush on him, which is crazy in itself. But she spread the rumor that he had a fucking piece. Yeah. Like, that yes. he had it. Yeah. And when one of the biggest pop stars... Who could put get, it in a song. Who could too. get any dick that she wants. Yeah. Literally any one of them. Yeah. And 
she brags about yours, there's going to be a line around the corner next time your 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 business is opening its doors, right? And so Kate Beckinsale, like, pun intended, hopped right on, you know, that bandwagon. And, like, so he's set for life, yeah, because he had that reputation. But Colin Jost, this goes to show that personality, man, yeah. is big. And I think, I looked it up while you were talking, because I think the two things, three things that women like, in my experience of having approximately, like, one girlfriend in my whole life. I mean, I dated a little bit in high school, but for the most part, one serious relationship. I think it comes down to three things that women are really, really looking for. It's, they like, obviously, personality, someone who can make them laugh, keep them, inter- keep them interested, uh, but the two physical traits are good hair mm-hmm. and height. Mm-hmm. I think that those two things are pretty, like, those are, like, the three defining attractive things over, like, you know, like, abs or, like, big biceps or whatever it is. Like, I think all those are secondary behind those three things. Um, as someone who is five foot eight, I'm already playing at a disadvantage, and I have a receding hairline. So I knew, I'm like, we better, we better really have this personality thing down pat. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, like, Colin Jost has that. I mean, he has great hair. Yeah. I looked it up. He's only 5'10", though, so, like... He's taller than her, though. I'm, well, yeah, I mean... But, but that's important. If you're taller than this girl in heels, like, it doesn't matter how tall you are. As long as you're taller than her in heels, you're good. <laughs> but I think the common thing for SNL, you could see, it's, like, those the guys like Pete Davidson, like Colin Jost, they have confidence, because, you know, you're going on live television, mm-hmm. you're, you're making, yeah. at times, controversial takes, you're trying to make people laugh, they do, they both, they're both stand-up guys as well. Colin right. Joseph is actually coming to the Rivers oh, cool. in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, and so, yeah, they're both stand-up guys, and when you can do that, you can stand on a stage and try to entertain people by yourself, that takes balls, that takes guts. So mm-hmm. they have the confidence, and they have the humor, and I think that that plays. That yeah. plays, and I think that that's why you're landing it. And I mean, but that, Scarlett Johansson, for a while, was the, was the great white buffalo. She's still, I, mean, I still think yeah. she is. I mean, and to wrap this up, obviously there's wedding hashtags for every wedding nowadays. Um, a possible idea for their wedding is hashtag Jost Married. Not bad. What are your thoughts on wedding hashtags? I'm very against um, them. So, to, if I want to make this kind of short, like, I think some of them are corny as hell. Like, they should have either thought of something else or just not done one. But, like, if you have a name and a hashtag that works and, like, Someone looks at it and is like, wow, that is an incredibly clever hashtag. Go for it. Go all in, man. Like, put that all over your way. I, I have a really clever one for mine. My what do you got? What do you got? It's going to be hashtag garbage day. That's all it's going to be. Jesus Christ. That's the worst <laughs> oh hashtag God. of all time. That's great. That is the worst. Oh, yeah. my God. And it's going to be a great celebration. I like garbage maybe like day. hashtag no way they got married. Like, no way they got married. I don't know. But, like, right. I, I think they're dumb. Okay. I think the only use they have <laughs> is, like, people can post and use that hashtag, and then you can click on the click hashtag on and, and look, look at all, all the, the photos. Yeah. That's one, like, the only reason. Like, I think they're the dumbest things in the world. Uh, yeah. I like mine because it's like so good. Garbage day. Garbage day. Garbage yep. day. All right, Gar, who are you giving your hands to? My guess is probably some NBA player. Yeah, we got to go back to sports a little. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um... As we know, I'm a Bucks fan. Uh, I got a little greedy last night. I wanted them to go up 3-0 like the Warriors. I'm already looking ahead to the finals. I probably shouldn't. Toronto's pretty good. But Eric Bledsoe last night stunk. And I know everyone has an off game. Giannis didn't play well either. But Eric Bledsoe really stunk. Missed threes, turned the ball over, stumbled, just, just played like crap. And George Hill, off the bench, tried to save the team alone. He, I think he was the leading scorer. So, you know what? I'm just a little bitter is all. I think they're fine. I think they're okay. They took it to double overtime, even with some of their best players playing like crap. But I'm is, giving my hands to Eric Bledsoe. You gotta, Bledsoe. He's got to be better. Is he as bad as Kyle Lowry is right now? No, well, Kyle Lowry. Kyle, Kyle Lowry sucks. sucks. <laughs> Kyle Lowry sucks. <laughs> Kyle Lowry sucks. Man, I'm telling you, they should be, we talked about this, they should be pissed that um, they threw away a 30-point Kyle Lowry yeah. game. In a loss. Exactly. Yeah. I'm okay with the Bucks losing this game because no one really stood out. You yeah. know, it's not the end of the world, but Kyle Toronto should be up two one in this series. Yeah, because Lowry's been garbage ever since. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. garbage day. Yeah, he. Ugh, that's such a bad hashtag. It's yeah. such, a good, it's such a good hashtag. <laughs> All right, my wife, my future wife will be just thrilled. With your that. wife, yeah. 
All right. have waste management trash yeah. trash cans take, all around the chapel. Take really nice pictures around, yeah. Just <laughs> I know trash. a garbage can you could wear down the aisle. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, so, or run down the aisle. Yeah, run down the aisle. 652, baby. All right, so we'll wrap it up. Noah's No Doubters, 2-0 and last show. Big. My picks. So I'm back up to that four-game bubble that I seemingly can't. Eclipse either way, <laughs> higher or you lower. One push out of all these. Yes, that's crazy. I know, right? That's very crazy. It, it was like in like the third week of the show too. Insane. So, um, I'm gonna go. We're fading the Pirates Tuesday. It's they're returning home. They're playing great baseball, but Archer's on the mound. Still, just not not confident in him yet. I don't know if he's healthy, and to be honest, I don't know if he's good anymore. <laughs> um, and they're playing a Rockies team who normally just beats the brakes off of them. They swept them. At home last year, uh, and I don't think they, they did too. last year too. I mean, they're, yeah, I mean they're a good team. Yeah, they're a good team. They have guys like Arenado always hits well against them. Trevor Story always hits well against them. The center fielder, um, uh, Charlie Blackman. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think the Pirates might steal a game or two in this series, but I think that they're due for a loss. And I think that Archer's going to be the guy that gives it. So I f- fade the Pirates, Rockies money line, and I will also I'm I'm riding on the Sharks. The Sharks I've, they've won pretty much every time I picked them. So there there's your loss. So sorry <laughs> sorry in advance I guess, but I think the Sharks elimination game. The Sharks team just seems to have a destiny about it, whether if it's NHL enforced or not. Uh, <laughs> I think that they have they have what it takes. I think they're. Probably the most loaded team mm-hmm. remaining in the playoffs out of the three. I think they're on paper better than Boston. I think Boston plays better together. Um, but they had a hard road, and they they're used to playing behind. They were down three to one in the opening round, three games to one to Vegas, a team that made the Stanley Cup last year. So I think that they'll be able, at the very least, to force a game seven. Yeah. So I like the Sharks money line. You're getting good value plus one thirty. And that wraps it up, fellas. Final thoughts? Anything? No. No. No final Go. thoughts. I got nothing. I would say just on that Sharks game, that goal, the goaltender Martin Jones. Yeah. He's just real iffy, man. And I think if him. And but every elimination game that he's played in this year, he's actually been very good. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking of him. I know this is for this specific game, but going into the next round, if it's them and the Bruins, oh yeah, the Bruins I can are going to crush them. Tuka, Tuka Rask is Tuka just Rask gonna is show, good. Yeah, he's going to show but up. It'll be Martin interesting. Jones. The Bruins are on a nine; they'll be on a nine-day rest going into the Stanley Cup yeah. final. So and it might go back to what we talked about with the Hurricanes. Yeah. Rest we'll versus see. rust, baby. Yep. You never know. Who knows? Who knows? And I was right on that when I said they said the Hurricanes yep. were going to get swept. You were right. You on were that. Yeah. not a big deal. Be sure to follow us on social media at UNOPod on Twitter and on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, underpaid and overrated. Like, rate, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, resubscribe. Do it all. Uh, spread the word. We're working hard to keep you guys entertained and laughing. Um, and we will see you next time.